Hello and good evening, dear friends, and welcome to the Thursday edition of Ambassadors for Christ for Thursday, July 29th, 2021. I am your host, Anthony Florio, blessed and honored to be joined, as always, by my dear friend and brother in Christ, the one and only Mr. Michael Keenan. Good evening, sir. How are you tonight? Good evening to you, too, sir. I'm fine as always. And yourself? Hey, blessed as always, my brother. Blessed as always. Is there anything you'd like to share with us before I get into my very special message this evening? No, I'm all set. Thank you. Okay, just want to be sure as always. I have a very special message I want to share with all of you this evening. And I want to dedicate this message to my dear friends at, at my church, Oasis of Grace Ministries, on 464 Silver Spring Street in Providence. We had a Bible study last Thursday night. And one of the things that came up near the end of that, my our dear friend, Pastor Lucille Russo, um, we got into a discussion about the simplicity of worship. And I want to dedicate this to her and to all my dear friends over at Oasis of Grace Ministries. This is for you. This message and prayer this evening is about the simplicity of worship. That's the message. And then after that, we're going we're gonna to pray a special prayer for worship. So uh, with all that being said, let's... Um, Let's get into our message for this evening, the simplicity of worship. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, Psalm 96, verses 6 to 9, Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Theme of the day, the simplicity of worship. Worship, it is the reason why we were created. It is the reason why God so loved the world that he gave us Jesus. It is the chief activity in heaven. It is to be the central thing in the church. It is also to be the guiding principle in our lives. Yet, mention the word worship in a small group of diverse Christians and listen. What will we likely hear? A lot of things, like style, type of music, environments, contemporary, traditional, informal, formal, and probably some other things we might be missing. And all of those may or may not have their place. But if we really start to think long and hard about worship, we will conclude that there is a whole lot of things we think are necessary for true worship, which are not. For instance, and this may open a can of worms with some, but we don't need music to worship. Now, I am not an anti-music guy who thinks all we need is preaching. Not at all. I love music. And the greatest book of songs and hymns, even penned for worship, is the longest book in the Bible, Psalms. But we don't need music to worship. We also don't need special effects like lights, stages, and other physical alterations in a place to worship. And when it comes to contemporary or traditional styles of worship, we may know the intent of those type of distract of distinctions in church services, but I don't think we can build a biblical case for such distinctions. And that leads to the main thrust of tonight's message, the simplicity of worship. Perhaps one of the best definitions of worship was penned in the early 1940s by the Archbishop of Canterbury, William Temple. He wrote, worship is the submission of all our nature to God. It is the quickening of conscience by his holiness, the nourishment of mind with his truth, 
the purifying of imagination by his beauty, the opening of the heart to his love, the surrender of will to his purpose, and all of this gathered up in adoration, the most selfless, the most selfless emotion of which our nation, of which our, uh, of which our nature is capable, and therefore the chief remedy for that self-centeredness, which is our original sin and the source of all actual sin. Isn't that good and soul-stirring? As we ponder this biblical solid definition, we find a couple of things about worship. First, it consumes our whole being, conscience, mind, imagination, heart, and will. The application of this is not difficult to make. If we are truly worshiping either privately or with other Christians, it will change us. Worship is transformational because it encounters God and when a human being truly encounters God, we will not remain the same. And this is important. Being emotionally moved by a song, sermon, or spiritual atmosphere is not worship. True worship always transforms us more into the holy character of the one we are worshiping. Yes, the growth may be slow, but it will occur. A second truth about the simplicity of worship. A second truth about the simplicity of worship taken from Bishop Temple's excellent definition is that worship is founded upon and stays upon the nature of God. Notice the descriptive terms he uses towards God in the act of our worship. His holiness, his truth, his beauty, his purpose. Worship focuses on the theology of God or his attributes, primarily who he is, not what he does. That is why doctrine matters. That is why a sound biblical theology matters. And the first thing mentioned about the worship of God is his holiness. True worship rises and falls on holiness. Holiness is the, is the essence of God. It influences and shapes all he is and does. It also influences and shapes all of our worship, private and corporate. And we will know if our worship is being offered in holiness and thus acceptable to God by at least four things. Deep humility, awareness of our sin and God's purity, the presence of his fear filling the place of worship, and an amazing sense of his holy love that empties the worshiper of his or herself. We actually get lost, not in the emotion of the scene, but in the vastness of God's person and grace. So worship, it is why we exist. It isn't dependent on anything we do or environments we create, but upon the God who is holy, revealing himself to his redeemed people, called to worship him in spirit, truth, and holiness. Father, help me to see that worship is not dependent on anything but you revealing yourself to me. And I leave you with this quote before we get into our prayer. Worship is simply about encountering and being consumed with the God who is holy, holy, holy. Let us pray. Lord, I choose to praise and worship you today. You know how to break through the difficulties in my life. I choose not to be overwhelmed with circumstances, but instead I choose to behold your beauty and greatness. I choose to say, blessed be your name. You are my victorious God. I will praise your name and proclaim your salvation day after day. I will declare your glory among the nations, your marvelous deeds among all peoples, as evidenced in Psalm 96, one to three. I will sing to the Lord a new song. Teach me to ascend to your throne room in worship and then descend back into the harvest field here on earth, praying and warring for victory in every area of life. Help me to have a lifestyle of worship, 
thanking you in every situation. I believe that worshiping you is a key to breakthrough in every area of my life. I believe in the power of worshiping you. I know that your truth dwells in a worshiping heart. I offer you a sacrifice of praise right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, was that ever beautiful. Thank you, my friend. I am, you know, that means a lot to me every time. Very much appreciate that. And with that being said, let's um, get into our final order of business on the night. And Mr. Keenan, we know what that is, as always. Daily scripture of the day. Yes, sir. And it comes to us tonight from the book of Romans. That's the book of Romans, chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 16. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. New King James Version for any new listeners out there, as that is the translation of the Bible that my church and I primarily read out of. And it reads as follows. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Wow. Wow, man, that was beautiful. Yes, indeed. So, um, those continue to be the best ones ever. Amen, brother. Amen. And 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 on this and on this podcast next Thursday night, I've got a, I have a um, another. There's going to be another uh, special worship message that I'm going to share, and another special worship prayer for next week. So if you thought that was good, wait till next Thursday night. Okay. All right. So with that being said, uh, that will put the bow on this latest Thursday night edition of Ambassadors for Christ. We want to thank you all so very much for listening this evening. We will be, we will be back with you at this time on Sunday evening over on Mike's Anchor channel for the Sunday edition of Ambassadors for Christ. And until then, for everybody who has been a part of this one, bye for now, dear friends. God bless. Be good to each other. Have a blessed rest of your week and weekend. And until Sunday night for the Sunday edition of Ambassadors for Christ over on Mike's Anchor channel, you've been listening to the Thursday edition of Ambassadors for Christ right here on my Anchor channel here on Anchor.fm. And as the late, great Lawrence Welk always used to say at the end of his shows, keep a song in your heart. While we here on Ambassadors for Christ also say, keep the word of God in your heart. And as our dear friends, Pastor Carl Russo and Brother Kyle McIntyre always like to say at the end of their sermons, nobody is greater than Jesus. No. Nobody. Nobody. God bless you is our prayer. Okay, sir. We'll talk to you again on Sunday night. Until then, you have a nice night and a blessed weekend now. Amen, brother. You as well. Bye for now. Bye for now, my friend.